Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm really excited to be joined by Jill Hewlett today. She is a joyous, passionate person who has overcome several challenges to become an internationally recognized speaker, trainer, author, wellness authority, and brain fitness expert. She lives her life being the best her she can be. Jill, thank you so much for being here today and welcome. Oh, such a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to chat. Great. So generally speaking, people know what what we mean by speaker, trainer, author, even wellness authority, but brain fitness expert is really compelling. Can you tell us a little bit more about brain fitness? Yes, I'd be happy to. I'm, I'm super passionate about this field of work. So in a nutshell, brain fitness is about building the awareness, the education, and the strategies to create your fit brain and your fit life. Okay, so that's the nutshell. And so I go into organizations to deliver keynotes and training sessions that deliver user-friendly neuroscience and common sense with a twist that will help people tap into their neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity means that our brain can change. It's adaptable, it's modifiable. And when we implement the right information, we know how to apply it, we can make amazing changes and improvements in our health, our wellness, how we think, how we act, how we feel, um, how we perform, basically in all areas of life, in our work, our relationships, our health. So it really is putting people in the driver's seat of of the CEO of their life, their brain. CEO of your life and brain. I love it. (laughs) Um, So as a warm up into this brain fitness conversation that we're going to have, can you tell us a little bit more about you as as an individual and how you got to where you are in your life right now? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So I think overall, I've I've had an ongoing interest in health and wellness. And that started at a young age, uh, thankfully, because my mom would shop at health food stores, and she was always into doing things naturally, first and foremost. And uh, my parents together owned a sporting goods store. And my dad was always into getting us out and being active and playing sports and coaching us. So I was very fortunate to have that environment and that surrounding me. Interesting, however, though, as a youngster, I was quite timid and shy when it came to branching out into the world okay so when I went off to school I had two younger sisters who stayed at home with my mom and I think there was a part of me that just couldn't understand why I couldn't stay at home too Um, so when I was in kindergarten as much as I was doing well in all other areas socially they were kind of like is she ready for grade one (laughs) she should do a second year of kindergarten and it really came down to me just being more shy and introverted and being more interested in being you know in the comfort of my home well of course my mom wasn't about to homeschool me and uh, I needed to be at school so I over time I gradually kind of learned to adapt and but there was a certain level of of ongoing kind of sensitivity and anxiousness that I kind of carried with me until I'd say my early teens 
And that was when I actually started to become more involved in uh, various sports and activities. I started to become, um, well, I didn't know it at the time, but I was developing my neuroplasticity. I was developing my, my resilience and my confidence through being involved and more engaged in activities. And my, my parents helped foster that, of course, along the way, they weren't pushy. Um, but by the time I was in high school, I was on the student council, I was playing on all the sports teams, I was really applying myself. Um, but it took me, I think I was one of those slow to develop kids. <laughs> and then, you know, eventually um, it became second nature. But also, I like to tell people that it's very ironic that I'm a professional speaker because in public school, during my, my shy and introverted days, the last thing I wanted to do was speak in front of my class or in front of my peers about anything. Oh, interesting. I would tremble. I would actually plan to be sick on the days I need to do a presentation. Um, and then, of course, you know, I show up the next day and then I have to do it then. And I was not comfortable. I was, in fact, terrified. So it's very, um, I think I kind of a, an example of us overcoming challenges is the fact that now I do this for a living. I speak in front of groups. So. <laughs> That's amazing. And I think, you know, an overarching theme there is that you were coming out of your comfort zone. So I think that happens sort of one step at a time. How did you, how yeah. did you navigate that coming out of that? Well, you know what? I, I don't think it was as fully conscious. I think it was a process that happened in spite of me in a way, simply because I had supportive parents and because I was involved in activities. I was encouraged to do that. Um, my, I remember my mom putting me in a yoga class um, when I was in when I was about eight years old. And, and you know, I'm. 48 now so that's 40 years ago and to see kids doing yoga back then was very avant-garde sure. but I think my mom saw that things like that could be great to learn it could be helpful um so I think really it just kind of happened in spite of me however when I got to university and I was living on my own and I was managing a full school load plus I was working I was volunteering I was kind of a going concern um, which I enjoyed being that active, whenever it got to the point of being too much, I knew I had strategies. And those strategies were healthy living habits, getting out for fresh air, getting exercise. And so I was able to maintain a very um, busy, active university life because I had tools that I had learned prior to that. And that was the defining time for me, actually, to realize that Although I had gone to university to post-secondary education with the plan of becoming a school teacher, that was when I solidified my own awareness that I wanted to teach health and wellness. And that's when I decided to become, well, to finish my degree and to go in the direction of becoming a wellness entrepreneur. So it's almost like you found your passion at that stage and it came very organically out of your life. Yeah, it really, it, it was organic and it clicked because it went from being like something that was a, a personal interest to, okay, this was going to be a professional endeavor. And you know what? I really didn't know what it was going to look like because at this point, I just knew that I was passionate about so many things in the world of health and wellness. And, um, and that that's what kind of gradually step by step, once again, putting myself out there and just following really my passion and my heart, I was led to a field of work called Brain Gym. 
And interestingly enough, I've licensed now 20, as of 20 years actually recently. Wow, and congratulations. Field, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's amazing field of work. Um, the bigger name is educational kinesiology, um, but brain gym is the more common name that people refer to. And basically it, um, it supports children and adults in, in making healthier body-mind connections. And it was originally used for kids in classrooms to help them focus better, um, to get better grades by helping them to think more clearly, make better decisions. Also helps with behavior and confidence. So all sorts of things that were of interest to me. Um, and I once again got into that. I took a course in Brain Gym because of my own interest. And that led to the initial stages of me eventually creating my own brain fitness programs. So does brain gym and brain fitness, does that help with sort of, you know, anxiety and um, any of those sort of stress induced um, conditions that we can have, especially given what's going on in the world and COVID, there's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of um, mental health concerns going on right now. And I think that feeling of loneliness, anxiety, um, is this something, a tool that could help us Absolutely. cope with that? Absolutely, absolutely. So there's there's different areas of the brain fitness, and you're you're hitting it right on the mark there. There's a, a definitely an area focused on stress management, calming anxiety, overwhelm, getting a person to settle, be more grounded, more centered, more relaxed, which will help them to think more clearly, make better decisions, manage their emotions better, sleep better, digest their food better. Mm. All these things help us communicate better, help us be in relationships more effectively. So there's that emotional cognitive side that's part of the, the brain gym, brain fitness work that I do. And then there's the side where it's about optimizing our performance. So being more efficient being more productive, making less errors, um, you know, getting over procrastination, finishing products, <laughs> being more creative and innovative. So you've got that side, which is more of like optimizing those higher order executive functions, all right, where we're moving more progressively towards our goals. But we can't move progressively towards our goals if we are emotionally on an emotional roller coaster or we're shut down or we're just, you know, basically just hanging on for dear life, getting by day to day. And, you know, many people right now, because of this unique time we're in and life looking so different, are just kind of trying to wrap their head around that right. and managing so much change in and of itself is exhausting because our brain has an energy budget and it can only handle so much. So um, this work is to give people tools to help invest into their self-care and self-manage more effectively. That's amazing. So I'm sure I'm very curious and I'm sure our listeners are too after hearing all this, but like, what are some of the like examples of strategies that we could use and things that our listeners could do just quickly off, yeah. off the bat? Yeah, definitely. And I'd like to take us through some and let's definitely That's great. do that. Okay. To, to set up I'm after ready. that. All right. All right. So, <laughs> I'm happy you're so keen. This is great. Um, so just to set us up, I will mention that anyone with a brain and body can benefit. This is for people of all ages and stages of life. Um, I do have three typical demographics that I serve, and I'll just mention those so that people can understand who are listening to it, how it may relate to them. So sure. one is the corporate workplace for stress reduction, for optimization, for team building, for communication, focus, many things like that. 
change management. And then I have the education sector, and that relates to helping to with behavior and learning and development. And not only the students, but it helps the teachers have tools, the parents, the tutors, the educational assistants. And the last but not least is the general health and wellness uh, category. And those would be people who are interested in their personal development, um, even aging seniors. I uh, often do talks for groups where people are like the Zoomers and the Boomers I who are wanting to invest in their healthy active aging. Um, so those are the three kind of main areas. And the brain fitness strategies that I share, there's there's many of them. I teach up to a three-day certificate course. So there's there's lots. So what I do is based on who I'm speaking to and the, what their needs are and their goals and their stresses, I will customize my package for them. And I'll draw upon these different components, right? Just so people understand how this works. And so there's all sorts of things like mindset training, mindfulness techniques, focusing um, uh, skill building, um, essential nutrition to feed ourselves properly. Uh, and then the part that I want to share with you, which is the kind of the hub of it all for me and what people tend to get most excited about are the brain activation strategies. And I like, uh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So these are basically micro bursts of activities that can be done anywhere, anytime. They don't require any equipment. They are 30 seconds to a minute. Some of them are very common sense, but you'll notice that I share common sense with a twist. So you'll learn more about it. You'll have more fun with it. It'll be more interesting. And a person, the idea is that they understand why they need to be doing this because there's a saying in neuroscience that goes like this, how you fire it is how you wire it. So that means that we fire and develop and build our brain based on our activities, yes. whatever, whatever we're doing on a regular basis. So if someone's sitting a lot in front of their computer, many people have done the lift and shift to their home office mm -hmm. and they're at home and they're sitting more or they're sitting in front of computers with their kids or watching Netflix or on their social media, whatever it is, we're spending a lot of time sitting more than ever. Yes. And so a sedentary brain is not a healthy brain. Um, our brain is designed to move in space. And so if you're not doing much firing, you're not doing much wiring. So this how you fire it is how you wire it is really crucial for people to understand. And then, then they can intentionally activate their neuroplasticity. Okay. So can you explain can neuroplasticity just really quickly? So neuroplasticity, the word neuroplasticity has the word plastic in it. Yes. And that's not because our brain's made of plastic, <laughs> although it is a jelly-like, sponge-like material. Um, it's basically, um, our, it refers to our ability to change our brain, to modify our brain, to sculpt it. And this word did not exist decades ago. Like it's only been the past three, two to three decades where this um, field of work has really um, uh, taken kind of a stage mm -hmm. and has a presence now and, and many people are interested. It's very cutting edge. But you think about our parents and our grandparents, they did not, um, they did not understand this. They thought the brain was fixed, that if something happened to it, it couldn't change, uh, you know, your IQ, your, your personality, your behaviors, they were set. 
And it turns out that that's not the case. And people can heal from traumas and injuries. Um, there's so much that can be done um, physically, mentally, and emotionally um, with our brain. And then when we tap into those areas and we, we activate them and we, we build them and we strengthen them, that has a ripple effect in all areas of our life. Right. So I always like to say people, you know, you come to brain fitness for, for certain reasons or motivations, but you get so much more from it because <laughs> how you do one thing is how you do everything. So it just ripples out in this amazing overall value. Um, so I, I mean, I think I've sold everyone off. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> everybody, everybody loves those things where you do one little thing and it has this effect across your entire life. That sounds wonderful. So. Yeah. Right. Because you yes. take your brain everywhere. So yes. it's, it's, yeah, you can't help but benefit in a multitude of ways, which is another reason why I'm so sold on this field of work and why I love it so much. And it, it also is, there's never really an end. It's a journey. So you, you constantly get to cultivate, you, you become the gardener of your life, really the sculptor of your brain. And, and that's, and I like to tell people actually that, and this is not something many people know, but they are, in fact, we all are, we are, we are all neuroplasticians. Neuroplasticians. I love it. <laughs> that is because for better or for worse, intentionally or not, we are constantly affecting the neuroplasticity of our brain. It's so, so true. Why not do it well? Why not do it effectively? Just like an electrician works mm -hmm. with the electrical wiring of their, of a building. We are neuroplasticians and we're working with the electrical wiring of our system because our brain is an electrical unit. Mm. And so we have the opportunity and the responsibility to do it effectively and really rock that role as a neuroplastician. And I love telling people this because I think it's like the most important role we have because it, it, it affects who we are and everything we do. So <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So I sidetracked you with a definition. Let's, okay. let's okay. learn how to be neuroplasticians now. So, there's all sorts of things a person can do, but I'll just give some examples to get started. This is a great starting point. Okay. So something really simple, but really important is that, and I just mentioned that our brain is an electrical unit. It, it is absolutely essential that we are hydropowered. And what I'm finding is a lot of people in order to get their energy up, they're drinking a lot of coffee, a lot of caffeinated uh, um, beverages or high sugar foods to get that, get that energy rush, to get that right. quick fix. But the reality is, is many people are basically dehydrated. Mm. So my first tip is to have a bottle of water, a glass of water right beside your bed. So first thing when you wake up in the morning, you have it. And then you keep it with you throughout the course of the day and have constant regular sips, like a constant sprinkling. Okay. Stay hydrated, stay hydropowered. It is absolutely essential for your cells to do their work. They have to be occurring in a milieu of hydration. So it has to be drinking a lot of water. That's great. But not, not everyone is. Right. So it has to be throughout the day, small, instead of like, I'm going to chug two liters of water at the end of the day, check my hydration's done. <laughs> exactly. It's not a to-do list thing that you can check in one sweep. Got it's it. a constant sprinkling. So get into the habit of having it handy. So you have that visual reminder, because if you have to go and pour yourself a glass and that's in an, on another room or, in, you know, it's inconvenient or you're busy working at your desk, you put it off. 
Okay. And the moment you feel thirsty, you are already well past being dehydrated. So most people, I say a hundred, so a person who weighs 150 pounds, yeah. typically the suggestion and obviously give or take based on what your weight is for those listening to this, but say a 150 pound person should be drinking about six and a half, eight ounce glasses of water a day. Okay. And it'd be cool to kind of keep track and find out if you are or not. And just going to say that for every caffeinated beverage is our beverage, you need two glasses of water to make up for it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's, but people will find their energy levels go up. They're feeling less hungry. They'll be more alert. I mean, water is just key for all the the, uh, the communication lines to, to take place and for your cells to do their job. So I can't speak enough about that. So once we've talked about, now that we've talked about water, and I'm going to assume people are going to grab their water right now. <laughs> uh, um, the next thing is, is to breathe better than, to breathe strategically. Breathing 2.0. So we all go about breathing, but we're not necessarily optimizing it. So here's from a brain fitness standpoint, how to do that in a better way. So I'll have us all do it together. We're going to intentionally breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth. And I'll tell you why as we do it. So okay. nice big breath through the nose and exhale through the mouth and through the nose and out through the mouth. I'm going to have you keep doing that as I just let you know a few things that are key. Okay. First of all, by breathing in through the nose, you're sending direct energy oxygen flow to your brain. And when we're stressed and busy, we get hot headed, literally our inner temperature rises. So this inhale through the nose also creates some ventilation, some like AC, some air conditioning for your brain. So it's got a cooling and energizing effect immediately when you do that. Then when you exhale through your mouth, you're releasing and detoxifying um, waste and you're actually releasing um, acidity. And our system, when we're stressed and busy, becomes acidic. And an acidic environment, overly acidic environment, is a storehouse for disease. Basically, it, it will lead us on the path of degeneration and health issues. So right away, our breathing is a powerful activity to cleanse, re-energize, and of course, nourish all those cells. So person can practice this anywhere, anytime, right? Now I've got like many dozens, if not hundreds of activities. So I'm going to go into some that are some more now while we're on, on audio. So I'm going to do my yes. best to describe them. Okay. Often when I'm teaching and training, I'm doing it with a visual effect too. So you can see me doing it, but I recognize people are listening to this. Yes. So I'm going to best, I do my best to describe a couple more activities here. The next one that I like to do after we've been well hydrated and we're breathing properly is a really quick all over body massage. And how we do that is just by using our ears. These are called the thinking cap in brain gym. And there are over 400 acupressure points on your ears. So if you bring each hand to each ear on either side of your head and you okay. bring your thumbs to the front of your ear and your fingers to the back, you can bit by bit roll out your ears, um, just going along the rim until you get to the bottom at the lobes where you're wearing earrings, go around them. Yeah. And then start at the top and go around again, bit by bit. And your you my ears, I can feel them getting warmer and they're yeah. getting redder. <laughs> and so you're, you know, I'm making connections here. I'm, I'm hitting on pressure points that are connected to organs and systems throughout my whole body. And when people do this, and what I notice all the time, I love doing it. 
you want to yawn all of a sudden because <laughs> this supportive touch activates your parasympathetic response, which is your rest and digest response. So all of a sudden you're really investing into your self-care. You are, you're attending to your needs, you're relaxing your system and you're energizing it simultaneously because as you rub these points, you're getting this like this communication signaling happening. And so it is possible to be energized and relaxed simultaneously. People think I'm either going to be relaxed, like lying on the couch or energized, going like a hamster on a hamster wheel, but it's possible to be in a healthy way, relaxed and energized so we can be effective and balanced. To be both. And I just find it interesting because I've seen parents do that to, to babies or young kids, like just stroking the ear or massaging the ear that seems to calm them down. And it's just, we can do that to ourselves as adults. Who knew? Babies yeah. and pets love it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Our dogs love it when they scratch their ears. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This and absolutely. And this is, you know, this is something that we can do anywhere, anytime. You just do two or three rotations around the earlobe. Mm-hmm. You notice yourself breathing differently. You know, yourself maybe even starting to yawn. That's a good thing. You're releasing tension. You're yeah. also doing something really cool you're actually activating both brain hemispheres. So we have this brain and it has two main hemispheres, the left and right, the logic and the creative. And when we're in stress, we go into something called sidedness where our dominant side takes over and our weaker side just shuts down. And when we're in stress and a lot of people have kind of adjusted to being in a chronic stressed state um, and they don't realize it. And so just grown accustomed to that, this kind of tension and this certain level of cortisol and adrenaline in their system. And so we, what we need to do is in, in, intercept that. We have, to, we have to stop that in its tracks. And how we can do that is through these self-care activities. But also, whenever you do something on both sides of your body simultaneously, you automatically activate both brain hemispheres Interesting. And you get them communicating. So this is brilliant because just by doing this once again on each year at the same time, you're getting your creative and logic sides of your brain, both online, both in the game. And just for fun, just for fun, I'll mention this, is that we all have a favorite year. We have a dominant year and a recessive year. And the dominant year is, is your year that you listen more from. And when you're in stress, you're going to be even more in a balance in your listening. And communication requires really good, not only speaking, but listening. Listening so, is critical, actually. Yeah. Absolutely, right? So mm-hmm. um, when you do this activity, you're turning on listening with both sides of the ear. So your favorite ear, if you imagine the phone ringing and you're not putting it on speakerphone or Bluetooth or earbuds, you're actually taking that phone and putting it to your head. Yes. The ear that you put it to is your dominant ear. Oh, very interesting. I'm like, some of the younger generation won't understand what he means <laughs> to put your phone to your ear without headphones <laughs> or speakerphone, but that is Okay. That's a good way to, to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, another way to look at, think of it is, imagine someone gives you this beautiful seashell. And oh, you know, yes. in these seashells, you can listen to the ocean in it if you listen closely and you have to listen. So take this seashell into your hands and just put it up to your ear. Yeah. And whatever ear you naturally choose without thinking about it is your dominant ear. Is it always, so for me, that would be my right, as I think about it. Is it always like, if you're right-handed, you're gonna 
sort of go to that side? No, or is I'm it... right-handed, but I put it to my left. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun a little exercise. Question, that comes up, that question. But you, so you, your dominant ear is right. That means you listen with your left brain more so. So you, and this, there's so much more to this, but if you, for fun, a person listening with their right ear, um, using their left brain is likely to look for more facts. Um, want to be able to put things more into black and white, connect the dots, likes, likes things, information that's linear, that has a beginning, middle and end, keep it on track kind of thing. Right. The left with the right brain is typically more like, I want to know the story. What were the feelings in this? Um, let's really um, get into the experience of it. I don't need all the facts. Too many facts will be actually overwhelming for me kind of thing. Right. I'm just saying that that's if we're in a balance, we can only go there. When we are in balance, we have access to both sides. So it yes. doesn't, So in that case, that's what our goal is with Brain Gym, is to create that whole brain balance and connection so that more of our resources are available more of the time. I actually love that message in terms of a lot of times in we're told, you know, there's a creative side and there's a logic side of the brain. You are either this or that. And in many things in life, you know, you're either you're strong or you're weak, you are, you know, career driven or you're not. And, and it's such a great life lesson to understand that you can be all of these things. You can be more than one thing. So I actually love that physical action, activating both sides of your brain, bringing together like the whole person and everything that you are. So well said, so well said. And, and what's really cool, you know, is it, what I like to go is we go through this personal profile where we find out our dominant eye, our dominant hand, our dominant foot, our dominant hemisphere. So you yeah. start to see that your profile has different sides that represent different strengths in different ways. Um, because our vision, for example, for eyes, how we actually see the world in a practical sense, but it's also how we envision things how we view ourselves in the world, right? You know, there's so much, and the, the hand represents, um, our ability to, um, receive our also ability to take action. It connects to our handwriting and our expressive arts, but it's also connected to our ability to communicate because hands are very much connected to the mouth. You know how we talk with our hands. Yes. So very much so. <laughs> right? And then the foot, the dominant leg or foot is connected to how we step forward in life. And in, in what circumstances might we hold back? In what circumstances might we pause or, or like we're like, you know, a deer in headlights, kind yeah. of in that middle place where we're just kind of frozen or where we are more likely to take confident action. So there is so much. So this is, you know what this comes down to? It's our neurophysiology. It's looking at our neurology through the physiology of our body. And that to me is would be a useful learning for pretty much everyone because we've really looked at learning from the neck up yeah. in most people's prior education. And really it's, it's a whole system experience. And when you understand your system better and you can use activities to help bring more of it online, you can't help but reap the benefits. That's awesome. That's the mind body connection that we talk about. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so massaging the ears, you had more for us? Yes, yes, so here's another fun one. We're gonna go for a hike, but we're gonna do it right here at our desk. Okay, I was like, oh, that's gonna be tricky, but okay, <laughs> I'm in. 
you don't even need your running shoes. You don't need your coat. This is like the best way. Now, I like to tell people that I am a proponent for getting out for daily walks, at least one 20 minute walk to get fresh air and sunshine and vitamin D. Um, Even when it's rainy and cold out, dress for it, because just getting outside and moving and getting away from your your home environment or work environment is really valuable. And in fact, regular walking action, it's so important that cross lateral motion is so important for building your brain muscles and also for building your, um, the learning and memory centers of your brain, the amygdala and the hippocampus. So research has shown that. So it's a really valuable, going for a walk is not like you're wasting your time or, you know, it's, it's a really good investment. Now, if we don't have time to get away from our desk, or we just want to have a quick micro burst of activity, a brain activation strategy to insert, to break things up and take that screen break, an awesome thing to do is to walk, um, well, first of all, seated at our desk. So you take opposite hand to opposite leg. So you're sitting in your chair, just lift up one hand and reach it over to your opposite thigh, and then keep alternating opposite hand to opposite leg and turn your body as you're doing this because the spinal twist actually helps with the flow of the cerebral spinal fluid, which is the communication um, that holds information from your sensory system to your nervous system, to your brain. So this is really important. When we're sitting too long, that tightens up. That gets it feels steady. really good, actually. As <laughs> right? Oh my god! And that's you know, in in I I do a little bit. Of, I won't say that I'm you know an expert at yoga, but I, I do practice a little bit. But there's always a spinal twist. Like I find there's always something that's releasing that. But this is just such a simple little exercise to do. It's simple and you get that cross-lateral motion, that left-right brain activity because you're moving opposite sides, you're connecting opposite sides, you're moving both sides. Great. So, so there's that. So then what I'm going to recommend to people is actually then stand up, okay? And then just walk on the spot like you normally would, okay? So you're just okay. walking, you know, one step at a time, walking along. And then what you can do is intentionally slow it down. So you're actually pausing and that requires balance, which is another part of your brain. And so by doing it slowly and, and when pausing on each leg, the vestibular system has to now um, come online. It needs to function. And you can't be in stress and balance at the same time. So in yoga, you'll notice there's a lot of balance poses. You can't, you can't, stress is one part of the brain, balance is another part of the brain. So all of a sudden by doing these slow activities, breathing, slowing it right down, kind of like Tai Chi. I was just thinking about Tai Chi actually. (laughs) (laughs) You totally get it. Yeah. So amazing. So by doing that, slowing it right down, you, you become present, you become balanced, you bring more of your whole brain into the picture, and all of a sudden you feel less stressed. Mm-hmm. That's why going for a walk clears stress. You come back clear-headed. And you know, this activity, I would say 30 seconds to a minute. If a person's going to do those standing up, those slow ones, do yeah. like 8 to 10 slow ones. No right. time at all, but look at the time it will save you by having a clearer head, being more balanced, more emotionally uh, level, um, being more present. Um, you'll make less errors. You'll be more productive. I mean, you don't have time not to do these things. What I actually, the line that I loved out of that was you can't be stressed and balanced at the same time. <laughs> so, 
I'm like, that's perfect because nobody wants to stay in stress. Everybody's striving to live a more balanced life, a more uh, peaceful life. So you can't be stressed and balanced at the same time. So you can do these quick activities to get yourself out of that stressful mindset. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you for recapping that. That's exactly it. <laughs> choose, choose what space you want to be in. Do you want to right. be stressed? Do you want to be And that's where, that's the cool thing. You're in the driver's seat. You're the neuroplastician. Right. So you get to choose which way you go. And a lot of people, it's easy to believe that we are constantly the victim of all experiences and everything is happening to us. And I understand that life does affect us and it does impact us. And these, even the current regulations we're having to go by, whether, you know, you, you like them or not, they're, they're there. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so the thing is, we not to, to belittle what is going on has its influence. There's no doubt about it. And we can affect what's going on inside of us. We, we're the only person who can, and we have so much control there. And it's what we can do is so powerful and so empowering that when we have this knowledge and know how to apply it, we can then influence the outer world more than it influencing us. I really believe that. That's awesome. I love it. So those are all very easy and quick exercises that we can do to get our minds sort of reset throughout the day, which is wonderful. Um, and I think, you know, overall, everyone's always striving towards, you know, learning and growth and living a balanced life. So thank you for sharing those strategies. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's such a pleasure, such a pleasure. There's so many more, you know, if people want to get my intro brain guide. They can go to my website. It's my name, jillhewlett.com. And there's a, there's lots of resources there, but there is um, a, dig, a free digital download for the intro brain guide. It's another place to start. I've got um, on my website too. I've got my first and second book. My first book's common sense, uncommonly practiced. Oh, I and love it. <laughs> I love that term. And I, I got, I think more than anything, my mom inspired that because she's a real common sense lady. Um, and then the, the second book is common sense put into practice. And just so people know, they're more story based, but I think stories are so powerful and so impactful and they help us to shape our own understanding of our own lives because there's always those universal messages in it. And then as far as actual brain, brain fitness strategies, I've got video downloads, and also a package of my brain activation cards. So if people are interested, if they want to pursue, and all these are things are very affordable, actually. So a person wants to pursue this more or just reach out to ask me any questions or say hi. I'd love it. Great. That's amazing. I know I like I feel a lot better after this conversation doing those quick activities. I had, you know, a full day of work before we were recording this podcast. So thank you. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. So just before we wrap up, was there anything else that you wanted to share? Any wor closing words of wisdom or insights? <laughs> well, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And I thank you for your interest and enthusiasm with it. I can feel it. We've had a great sharing here. I, I just anyone who is listening to this, I just want you to know that you you have the most amazing, powerful technology on the planet. You've got 86 billion neurons and they are being influenced constantly by your choices. And by just making tweaking, making better choices, you will get better results. It, 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 it's just the law of nature. There's no other way. So, you know, step into that role as a neuroplastician, just rock it. And if you want to uh, get ongoing uh, support on how to do that, I'm also on social media. So join me there because this is a conversation I really, um, if someone's interested in, I'd like to continue having. 
Amazing. And so I'll include all the links when we uh, do the write-up for the podcast and we'll post them. Thank Thank you so much. This has been great. And what I love about it is that it's all in our control. It's all in our brains and we have the power to change and evolve it. So Thank you so much. This has been a great conversation and the most active podcast that I've had so far. So welcome. What a pleasure. (laughs) This has been great. Thank you so much.